Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. And let me bring uh, Eric Holder Jr. on service as chairman of the National Democratic Redistricting Committee. And as you know, under the Obama administration, he was the 82nd Attorney General of the United States. And uh, and Eric, thank you so much for taking the time. I'm so glad we could get you on. Uh, please help help this audience understand how does the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act address redistricting? Well, look, first, let me just say I'm really glad to be here with, with you, Joe. Um, I want to commend you on your uh, your hunger strike going on, I guess, 37 days now. Um, you know, look, the, the, the right to vote is under attack, and the work that you're doing to draw attention to, to passing this necessary, this fundamental legislation – uh, that we'll, we'll talk about it would restore um, uh, free and fair elections in our democracy, and, and the work that you're doing is, is remarkable. I want to thank you for being a leader in this fight uh, and for your unwavering support um, for justice. We're all with you, and we all um, we all support you. Um, you know, this is a moment of reckoning in, in America. You know, I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm not being alarmist. Um, you know, democracy is on the line, and we're in the middle of a an assault on our right to vote that we've, we've not seen since maybe, you know, the, the Jim Crow era. Uh, and the, the John Lewis Act, the, the Freedom to Vote Act, would really get at what Republicans are trying to do in terms of voter suppression, in terms of gerrymandering. Uh, you look at the Freedom to Vote Act, it, the, the provision there, um, you know, put together by Senator Manchin, and it's a, it's a good bill. Uh, it would outright ban partisan gerrymandering. It would strengthen protections for communities of color by bolstering Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. Um, it would require states to adopt really transparent uh, and fair processes for the redistricting process. And here's the deal that's really important. It would take effect immediately, and it would apply to all of the maps being drawn for 2022. And it would allow anybody, once the bill was passed, to challenge any unfair maps ahead of the 2022 elections. And the courts, by the terms of the statute, couldn't allow an illegal map to be used simply because an election is imminent. So if the bill is passed, it guarantees that for 2022, there will be no partisan gerrymandering. So, Eric, what you, am I correct in what I'm saying? So time is of essence. It's not something that you we should put off until next next year. No, we need to have the Freedom to Vote Act in place for the, the 2022 midterms. If we want to have a fair set of elections come November of 2022. We need to pass uh, the Freedom to Vote Act. And then we also need to have put back into place the, the Voting Rights Act of, of 1965. And you do that by passing the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. Um, that would give the Justice Department the abilities that it had, uh, it has had actually since 1965 up until 2013, when the Supreme Court in that disastrous uh, Shelby County case essentially gutted um, the Voting Rights Act. But the Freedom to Vote Act, again, the Freedom to Vote Act will get rid of partisan gerrymandering as soon as it's, uh, as soon as it's put into, into, uh, into place. Eric Holder is with us. Uh, and again, the work that they are doing uh, as chairman and he's doing and his, his organization, the, uh, the, the National Democratic Redistricting Committee, uh, is 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 keeping us well informed of of what's of what's going on. Um, 
can you can you give this audience an example of how gerrymandering particularly has impacted African Americans? And I'm thinking about what ha- there's two questions: what happened in Texas with the 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 Republican legislators uh, merged uh, Sheila Jackson Lee's district, I believe, with uh, Al Green's district, right. which they have to run right. against each other. And then if you could put on your constitutional scholar hat, uh, I think I sent you a letter uh, that a, a listener of, of mine, uh, he, he took, I guess it was the retiring senator from Ohio, uh, is it Portman? Yeah, sent him a letter uh, basically trying to say uh, it, it federal interference in state in state elections is unconstitutional. So there's a two questions there. Yeah, well, I, I looked at the letter that you sent, and Senator Portman, in replying to his constituent, um, talked about all the problems with the bill that preceded the Freedom to Vote Act. All the criticisms that he had about the Freedom to Vote Act were actually directed at the bill that Congress was that was passed by the House of Representatives, never passed by the Senate. And then this new compromise legislation put together by Senator Manchin actually addresses all of the things that Senator Portman said were, were, were problematic. So he was, you know, bad staff work or this is where Senator Portman is. He's criticizing a bill that is no longer under consideration by the House. The Freedom to Vote Act deals with all those considerations, all those concerns that Senator Portman had. And Texas is, you know, is a, is a real good example. Um, what, what they're trying to do in, in Texas with the Republican legislature there and the Republican governor is essentially to dilute the voting power of communities of color uh, by, you know, eliminating first off competition. They would have only one competitive seat, one in all of uh, in all of Texas. Every other seat would be. Uh, problematic for a Democrat to win or a Republican to win. They'd be safe Democratic and um, safe Republican seats. And, of course, they're going to try to give Republicans a disproportionate number of the seats, inconsistent with their uh, with the support they have from the people of Texas. Now, they've actually unwound that part of the bill that um, would have had Senate, that would have had uh, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee running against um, uh, Congressman Al, Al Green. They've unwound um, th- that part. But if you look at what's happened in Texas, they got two additional seats because they had a pretty substantial population growth over the last 10 years. But 95 percent of that population growth came from people of color. But the maps that they've drawn there don't increase the number of districts for people of color. The maps there actually increase the number of majority white districts and reduce, again, the number of competitive districts. So, again, 95 percent of the population growth comes from people of color. The maps they drew increased the number of majority white districts. It, it, so it, it is, it's really um, it's gerrymandering on steroids in, uh, in Texas. And, and uh, uh, finally, um, your opinion about the filibuster. Uh, do you believe that the Senate should reform? They, we're using the term frequently about carving out, and I learned – that they, they, you know, the filibuster has been carved out 169 times. Is that what I learned? No, 160 times since 1969. Uh, should should, right. should it can should it be carved out for these two voting rights bills uh, if, in the short term, and then maybe later eliminate it altogether? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, people talk about the, the filibuster as if it's never been touched. I mean, you're, you're right. The, the numbers over 100 times, the numbers that you say are correct. Um, the, the filibuster has been carved up like a turkey on Thanksgiving. You know, it, it, but it's only been done, you know, in, in particular ways. And so I'm, my view is that the need for these voting rights bills is such that uh, if we have to carve up the filibuster, reform the filibuster, do away with the filibuster, uh, whatever it is, we need to pass that so that we can have these bills put into place. I mean, we are at the National Democratic Redistricting Committee fighting this gerrymandering on a state-by-state -state basis, on a case-by-case -case basis. We need this overarching legislation that protects our rights. And this is all our rights. It's just not people of color. It's just not black folks. This is all our right. rights. Right. Uh, and protect these restrictive anti-democratic bills. Um, and if you have these bills in place, then we'd have one set of rules for the whole country. But make no mistake, don't, we should not over-racialize this. There will be a disproportionate impact on people of color. But what they're trying to do is steal our democracy. And if you are a progressive, if you're an urban dweller, if you're a young person, you will have your voting rights affected by what the Republicans are trying to do with the gerrymandering um, around around this country. Okay, finally, if people want to uh, uh, get more information and also financially support uh, uh, your the the uh, efforts of the uh, of the uh, National Democratic Redistricting Committee, uh, how can they do that? Well, you can do it. There's a couple of things. If you want to get involved um, yourself, we have a whole bunch of ways. We have a, an organization called All on the Line. So if you go to allontheline.org, that talks about a number of ways in which you can get involved. And the other our organization, the larger organization, is called the National Democratic Redistricting Committee. So if you go to democraticredistricting.com, you can find ways in which you can um, support us. But everybody needs to get involved. This is a fight for our democracy and the reality is that if we don't stand up for democracy, we will lose it. You know, it sounds mm. kind of, again, hyperbolic. It sounds but, alarmist, but it's, it's but it true. Is not. It is, yeah. It's. I mean, this, and we, and based on what happened, now that we know what Mark Meadows was going through, now with all these documents, right. we, we were, as I said, right. this first thing this morning, we were just a hair away from losing democracy. Right. We're just a right. hair away there from was it. A, there was a coup attempt on January the 6th. That was not a protest. That was a coup attempt on January the 6th, planned by a whole bunch of people, supported by the highest levels of that prior administration. And we have to be prepared to fight that in every way that we can. The passage of these two bills um, will go a long way to restoring our democracy. Yeah. Well, all on the line, I use it quite a bit. I listen, watch it, and follow it quite a bit. And, and I would encourage people to definitely get it on their their social media is all on the line. And I appreciate you coming on. And we'll stay in touch. Um, you know, I'm I'm trying to be optimistic. I'm, I mean, I'm, yeah. you know, I think we can get these two bills passed. I tell you what I've been, what I have proposed, uh, and, and this is a thought that came to me, Eric, uh, and that is, what a me what what a message it would send if this bill these two bills or combination of the two can get passed before Christmas, 
and dedicated, mm -hmm. and you know the history of the Reverend Moore down in Florida, Christmas Day, his home was burned yeah. because he was out registering people to vote. He and his wife were killed on Christmas yep. Day. The house was burned down. Yeah. This should, yeah. Yeah. you know, you pass the bill in his honor. And then I tell you mm -hmm. what I would, if I were planning it, I, I'd have Biden sign it on Martin Luther King's birthday. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. that yep. sends a message. That sends a message. Yep. That a message. They, they, and it, go, it, go ahead. There's a, there's, a, there's a debt that we owe to those pioneers, to those, those brave people who sacrificed, who committed themselves, who gave their lives so that we would all have the right to vote. And this is all Americans. It's just not black Americans. It's, this is all right. Americans. Right. And um, I, I think that you know, symbolism matters. And what you're talking about there, Christmas Day by uh, Martin Luther King Day, those are important guide points for us to get this, uh, get this legislation passed and dedicate, dedicate it to those, uh, those people right. who made this country um, you know, it, it, as good as it has been. Yeah, and certainly to our brother uh, John Lewis. Certainly to our yes, brother, John. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Eric Holder. We'll stay in touch. I appreciate my best to you and, and Sharon and the, the growing family. <laughs> and I do mean in All right. statue, man. They're getting as tall as you are. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're getting big and they're eating and they're eating a lot. You know? well, you oh, know, don't you, talk to me you about you. You're Sharon. <laughs> and you, okay. you stay strong, my brother. I will. As I say to people, I'm still standing and standing strong, and I appreciate your support and love. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. You can listen to yours truly, Madison the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.